Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. There's life in the word. Don't starve yourself by making the word of no priority in your personal life. The greatest need that you have is for the word because the word produces life. To meditate on the word is to fellowship with Christ and in him is abundant life. Your greatest need is to hear the Holy Spirit preaching the word of God to you. Paul said, and the word was manifested through our preaching. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And the word was with God. And the word was God. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. Amen. Your greatest need is to hear God speak to you through the Holy Bible. Title of the message is Your Spiritual Focus. Your Spiritual Focus. If you are spiritually unfocused, your life will wander, even if it looks good to everyone else. The most important thing is that you be spiritually focused. I've set the Lord before me. I've set the Lord before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall never be moved. To have your life spiritually grounded in Jesus Christ, spiritually focused in him. Shall we go deeper? The demons that you hear screaming and talking or whatever, they're not part of you. Keep focus. The sickness that you have is not part of you. Keep focused. The worry that you have is not part of you. Keep focused. Satan uses anything in the world to get you out of spiritual focus. And what is spiritual focus? It is faith. Faith in Jesus Christ. To be spiritually focused is to walk in the Spirit, to abide in the Spirit, to live in the Spirit, and not to gratify the flesh, the things of the flesh. It's to be in the world, but not of the world. It's to be in the spirit of Christ. Thanks, John. That's your job. Stop the kids from getting on the stage. Quickly, they always go for the drums. <laughs> if the parents could look after their kids, that would be great. To be spiritually focused is faith in Christ. To be spiritually focused is to abide in the realm of heaven. It's to be heavenly focused, to set your mind on the things above 
and not on the things of the earth. Satan will use that pain. Satan will use that situation to get you out of focus. You have a divine mandate. You have a divine heavenly destiny. You have good works that God prepared for you before the day you were born, that you should walk in them. But Satan will use the natural things of this life to get you out of focus so that you will not pursue the mandate of God on your life, so that you will not be fruitful. He will use the natural things so that you will be tempted and fall into sin. Life is tough. I think I'll just do this and you fall into sin. Focus on Christ. Keep your faith in him. Galatians 5.16 I say then, walk in the spirit. Many Christians just walk in the flesh. Many Christians just walk through this life by what they see, by what they hear, and by what their mind understands. But the Bible says, walk in the spirit. That's a different type of walking. Satan doesn't want you to live and move in God. But you have a heavenly destiny to be in Christ if you abide in me and my words abide in you ask whatever you will that's focus how many of you of you is Satan trying to keep out of focus give you blurred spiritual vision Walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Sickness, affliction, weakness, worry are not a part of you. They're all part of this world. In this world you will have trouble. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. They're all part of this world. All that stuff. It's all the product of, much of it is a product of demonic activity. It's not you. Surrender your life to Jesus and be mentally focused on the Word of God. Hallelujah. Colossians 3 2. Set your mind. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm talking to you. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. Forget your TV. Forget your worldly music. Life is passing. 2014... My life basically came to a standstill. I was blacking out, 
from lack of glucose, which is the final stage of cancer. From 2014, God changed my focus because I know I'm just passing through. Heaven is just around the corner. Blink of an eye. You might think, you know, I've got years and years. Your years and years are a blink of an eye. It's all passing by. Focus on what's important. This life's passing. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, you have to be on the inside to know the people who are hidden in Christ. Hallelujah. Your unbelieving friends, family will never understand you because you're dead and you're alive in Christ. You're hidden. True you is hidden in him. That's why believers have fellowship. And why believers don't have fellowship with people of the world because they're not of the world. You can have friends, but you can't have fellowship. Because I fellowship with people in the spirit. Hallelujah. I was talking to this guy in um, another country in Europe. And uh, his head was full of theological questions. And uh, he wanted to engage me, engage me. And uh, we didn't fellowship. Because I said to him, you're asking questions from your mental mind, but I'm going to keep on responding in the spirit. Just enraged the guy. He got up and walked out and he texts his father, whoever, and says, he won't answer my questions, you know. Hallelujah. You don't have to respond to people in like manner. Did you hear that? You don't have to respond to people in like manner. The devil is baiting you. He's baiting you. He's just pushing your buttons. Praise God. Luke 6.47, whoever comes to me and hears my saying and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He's like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose, a stream beat vehemently against that house and could not shake it. That's the person who has focus. Focus. On Christ, focused on the promises of God, unyielding faith. Then when Satan takes the storms of life, the house will not be destroyed, will not fall over because the person is focused. You need to meditate on the word, you know. Lay the word up in your head and in your heart and have a sure foundation for when the storms of life 
come. Shall we go on? Seems in the West, many Christians, instead of, you've got to hear this one, instead of walking by faith, they walk by voices. Charismatic, Pentecostal Christians, they listen too much to voices in their head and they call it God. God told me this. God told me that. God told me the other. And then someone like me comes along and says, no, God didn't speak to you. You're listening to yourself. You're listening to the devil. You're listening to someone, but not God. Amen? The Holy Spirit has his way of speaking, genuine way of speaking. But we need to stop just being like a broken faucet, a broken tap with this prophetic flow that's not from God, which distracts us. In my own life, I look back and I can see some very bad decisions I made because I listened to myself and thought it was God. Let the prophets speak. And Moses said, I, I would that all of God's people were prophets. We are called to be a prophetic people. But the Bible says, let the prophets speak and the people judge. You need to judge what you hear. When you think God's speaking to you, you need to judge it. Instead of, instead of taking it, Line, hook, sinker, the lot. And, and you just distract yourself. Amen? And take what God is saying to you and let other people judge it. Ouch. I remember I went to a church years ago and, and the pastor said, anyone want to give a prophecy? And so this, someone got up and gave a prophecy and he said, now we're going to vote on it. And the whole congregation judged the prophecy and they all voted whether it was of God or not. And I thought, wow, let the people judge. And the judgment needs to begin with you. You know, when, um, quite some years ago, what I used to do is write down words of knowledge, which I don't do anymore, but I used to write down a list of word of knowledge uh, of what I believe God wanted to do in the meeting. And then after the meeting, I'd go back to my list and say, well, that was wrong, that was right, that was wrong. And I used to judge it. And that was a way I could learn and grow and mature to help me understand when God was speaking and when he wasn't. You need to judge your own head. Amen. And you can do that by taking the word of God and what you're hearing. You know, like, like so often you get, you know, people saying, oh, well, I'm living with this man or this woman, be, you know, because 
It was God. God led me to him or to her. I'm like, you've got to be joking. You're living in fornication. Read the word of God. The word of God is a plumb line, straight as straight, unyielding. What voice are you listening to? Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor and say, what voice are you listening to? Amen. We need to grow up. Grow up in the prophetic. I believe that the word of God will guide me, will guide you. What do I mean by that? When you meditate on the word and the word becomes part of your spirit, becomes part of your spiritual DNA, the word becomes light to your path. And without you hearing a word from God, like God says, do this, do that, you are aware that something is guiding your way. That things happen because God is working by his word in your life because your word is a, a light to my path. It lights the way up and God is just guiding you and you're, he doesn't always speak to the mind. The word doesn't always speak to the mind. It speaks to the heart and you just know that you know that you know that you're on the right path. And if you ask me why, I might say, I don't know, but I know. Amen. Because the word is at work. The Bible says the word works effectively in you who believe. Amen. So don't listen to voices. Hallelujah. Get into the word. Be in fellowship with others. Submit to others. One of the clear ways that, you know, the demonic works in the prophetic is to separate you from submitting to other Christians and then you hear these voices and then you follow them and it leads you into more and more independence, you know, into a sense of rebelliousness. We, we should submit to one another, amen, in the love of Christ. Praise God. Hallelujah. Stay focused. Don't compare yourself to others. Stay focused. You know, we will all give account to the master. And he's not going to ask you, why weren't you like so-and-so? He's going to ask you, did you do what I told you to do? To one, he gave one talent. To another, two to another five, to another ten. People receive different talents in life. God did not make you a copy of someone else, so stop trying to copy other people. He made you as an individual. He loves you. There's no one else like you, and no one else has got your job in Christ. Amen? So stop comparing yourself to others. John 21, 20, Peter, turning around, saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following, who also had leaned on Jesus at the supper and said, Lord, 
Who is the one who betrays you? Peter, seeing him, said to Jesus, But Lord, what about this man? Jesus said to him, If I will that he remain till I come, what is that to you? Follow me. See? We get distracted by people. What is that to you? Follow me. Turn to your neighbour and say, Forget about it and follow Jesus. Don't try to be like someone else's ministry. The whole world is fake. You know, people look at at women's magazines to know how to put their makeup on. People look at uh, at women's marketing to know what to buy at the shops, what accessory goes with what. It's all fake. Why don't you be original and just get what you want? Amen? The same with men. I wouldn't know, but anyway. <laughs> Hallelujah. To stay focused is to actively trust in Jesus. So the spirit of worry comes... You wake up in the night and you're anxious about stuff. And then your spirit turns to him who's seated in heaven. And you make a choice in your spirit. I trust you. I trust you. You are Lord. You are in control. And I trust you. <laughs> Worry's gone. You're focused. Focused. You're focused. Amen. Yeah, God's not worried about you. Did you know that? He's the Prince of Peace. Doesn't have a care in the world. Amen? He's not worried about you at all. He's got it all in control. Why don't you trust him? Turn to your neighbour and say, just trust him. Trust him, the Lord, with all your heart and do not rely on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your path. He'll do it. Sometimes he doesn't tell you what he's doing. He just makes you pass straight. Hallelujah. Praise God. Stay focused. Pursue the anointing. Because the anointing of Jesus saves, heals, delivers, has every form of blessing. Pursue the anointing. You know, when Elijah, when Elijah threw his mantle on Elisha. Elisha pursued the anointing. And Elijah constantly gave him opportunity. Would you like to stay here? I'm on I'm going no, I'm going with you. You want to stay here? I'm going with you. What shall I give you? He says to him. So when they'd crossed over the Jordan River, Elijah says to Elisha, Second Kings two nine Ask what I may do for you before I'm taken away from you. Remember, Elijah was taken with a fiery chariot. Elisha said, please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. And so he pressed through until the chariot, the fiery chariot came and picked him up. And then Elisha picked up the garment of his 
of his prophet mentor. And he comes to the Jordan River. Where is the God of Elijah? And he strikes the river. It opens. Amen. Pursue. Stuff happens in life, but pursue the anointing. And pursue the task that God gives you in the anointing. You know, Jesus told his disciples, he sent them out preaching and said, greet no one on the way. Because, you know, in the Middle East, greetings or whatever culture, but in their culture, greetings could take a long time. How's your mother? How's your father? How's this? And how's that? You know? You ever been to a house and you don't feel you can get out because the farewell takes so long? He wanted them to be focused on the work of God. God has a work for you. Turn to your neighbor and say, God has a work for you. Stay focused. Turn to your neighbor and say, what is wasting your time? Some of you have got friends that are time wasters. Some of you have friends who are time wasters. Did you know that time is God's tool in your life? Time is God's tool in your life. And God has a perfect time. And you're, if you're a time waster... What can God do in your life? The Bible says the days are evil, so we redeem the time. Amen. What can God do with one person, with you, if you would surrender your time with him, to him, and obey him? Amen. What could God do in your life? Why dream that something good will happen when you can redeem the time of today? Redeem the time of today. Be focused. Be a white fire for Jesus. Be a white fire for him. You've only got one life. It's passing by pretty quick. You know. Pursue him. Know the battles that God has ordained for you to win. Every battle that God allows you to go through, its outcome is victory in your life. For we are more than overcomers in Christ Jesus. But when you take on battles with people and circumstances that God has not ordained, there may be no victory for you. When someone slaps you on one cheek, turn to him the other. Don't get into fights that God hasn't ordained. Amen? What people in your life are provoking you? You know? Wanting to get you into a fight. Wanting you to engage, engage, engage. 
the battles that the devil wants you to engage in, the battles in this world require patience, many times silence and wisdom. Amen. You know, when we pray for people, I'm not looking to engage in your battles that God hasn't given me to engage because there's no victory in that. Amen. Like the lady, you know, she's picked out and the Lord said, you've been located because of your faith. And then the Lord showed how she'd been interceding even as a child. She's an intercessor, praying for the family. Then the Lord locates the daughter. The, the thing that troubled her, the battle, was the autistic child. But the Lord's battle that he gave me was the worldliness. You see? Then an hour or so later, the Lord locates the seat where she's no longer seating and says to me, there's an autistic child. Then that becomes my battle. Other people's agenda is not your agenda. Your agenda comes from the will of God because you're only a human. When people try to set your agenda, it may well be demons trying to get you to prioritise something that is not God's time. Stay focused. Amen.